My name is Patrice, mental health therapist in training, and welcome to the podcast. You're in the right place if you're looking for a little raw honesty from someone who knows just a little something, but is forever humbled by the reality of still trying to figure it all out. Stay a while as I discuss, emphasis on cuss, all things concerning navigating renewed and updated faith, healing trauma, and reconciling the randomness of life. Now, I can't guarantee that you're going to laugh, but as for me, I'm going to give it a little chuckle to get through the tough shit. At the end of the day, we are all trying to get good at life. Let's get to it. Traveling to Toronto, no problem. No problem. I get there without a hitch. Again, shout out to TSA PreCheck and Clear. I go on the combined line. Yes, I'm that girl. Um, The Centurion Lounge at JFK. Yes, I'm that girl. I'm not fighting with them bitches in the Delta Sky Club in Terminal 4 JFK. Combining all the Delta shit to that one terminal in JFK is probably the worst thing that's ever happened. Because there's always a fucking line on two sides at that one gate. That one... Anyway. So, get to Toronto... Um, and I have some plans to go out to some spots. Okay. I'm cute. I'm ready to show some booty. All right. Now uh, I'm an old lady. What is with all the African establishments? It, it was what Afrofest that weekend. So maybe it's not an African establishment, but it's African parties. Not having anything going at the time listed. This lady looks me in my face. But the party starts at, uh, whatever time it starts at. Say it's 1030. Say it's whatever time it was. This lady looked me in my face and asked me for 30 Canadian dollars for this party. So I got there like 30 minutes or so after the party was supposed to start or something, something of that, of that nature. Um, this lady looks me in my face and asked for 30 Canadian dollars. There's nobody inside. They're still setting up. There's no music playing. Is the DJ even there yet? I was like, uh, excuse me? No, no. I, that should have been a complimentary wave your ass in situation. So I took my ass that night to a pub where they played Sweet Caroline and That Boy's a Liar in the same set. And I had myself a good ass night. There was another night that I showed up to a club, I think like an hour or so after like the club opened and the security like as my like uber was pulling up the security was outside looking like well who that is and i already knew this was gonna be a problem he was like we showed up a little too early (laughs) okay masari oh god i'm sorry i missed a memo somewhere i'm an old lady going back to my hotel i also bumped into a shroom dispensary like I was like, oh, I came for like, I put in dispensary and I came for edibles, but I see you just have shrooms. <laughs> Can I get a card though? <laughs> I did not, I did not buy shrooms because I, I was not trying to be, I know it was like alien superstar, but I was not trying to be on a different planet for the Beyonce concert. I, I needed to be here with Knowles Carter. However, more on that in a second. So, why did I mix up the time on my ticket? Why why did that happen? 
I, the thing said 7 p.m. and I had everything fucked up because I don't know why I, in my head, told myself that the doors opened at 7. <sighs> mm. I had everything fucked up. And speaking of messed up, I think I finally had non-Nigerian jollof because <laughs> <laughs> I used to mind my business when y'all had jollof wars because what do I know, right? All I know is that my jollof has always been orange and it's always been good, okay? So, and I just started eating it like last year. But let me tell y'all something, okay? I take my rice very seriously, especially as a Jamaican. American-born Jamaican, but none of you business. Uh, I take my rice very seriously. Um, let me tell you. <laughs> wow, just thinking about it right now has my... The hairs on my arm standing up at attention, just ready for jump off. The flavor profile of this not orange, unnecessarily spicy, with no flavor to follow. Rice. Hey. And then the chicken. The chicken pieces were so tough. Like they gave me yard fall. Mm. I don't know which one I don't know had beef with me specifically. I mean, and I'm not really under, I'm not really over-exaggerating. I know I like to exaggerate, but that jollof was disgusting. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. It was, and when I say spicy, I like spicy food now. Like, I really like spicy food. But, my God. Like, my mouth was burning up. Like, I was chewing a scotch bonnet. But then... The rice didn't have a taste. I didn't I didn't know it was possible. I didn't know it was possible. So I'm not gonna say where it was from. <sighs> I went to the concert with my mouth burning because I, I didn't want to go on an empty stomach. I was drinking and I was yumming my edible. I and I probably shouldn't have done that, but I did. So Toronto traffic is notoriously disgusting. And I stayed further away from um, the concert area because <clears throat> I went on a budget. We were stuck in traffic and I was getting so antsy because, you know, I missed the call time and all these things. And so I was frustrated, but, you know, I'm trying to do the therapist thing. I'm trying to calm myself down. And I said, well, you know, like, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I might just miss like an hour of the concert, you know, it just kind of is what it is and it'll just be, you know, this part, blah, blah, blah. I've never seen Beyonce in concert before, so I don't really know what I'd be missing, but having seen it, hey, I'm very glad that I didn't miss anything. What had happened was some beautiful black goddess queen who I probably should have found back and tweeted at to tell her that. There will be blessings till the end of her days on her children and her children's children. Okay? Tweeted that the show hadn't started yet. It was about 8 o'clock at that point. Or almost 8 o'clock. And she was like, the show hasn't started for those of y'all stuck in traffic. This gal, mwah, an angel from above. Now, I had changed. I did an outfit change last minute. These heels that I have brought to go out in versus the heeled 
boots that I brought I is what I ended up wearing. So that walk was a slow sachet, baby, into the arena. And, but I made it. Let me tell them something. When the lady come out and sing Dangerously in Love, oh my God. I was, I don't know. I can't even explain it to you. Like, I always knew Beyonce could sing. Like, Beyonce could sing. I knew that. But be a big girl. Between, like, one of the biggest things for this concert was the sound quality. Bruh. I've never been to a concert and the sound quality sound like literally like you're at like, I don't know if I explained it. It was just so good. Like the mic was on, but like on, on, like every speaker in that hole was turned on and at max capacity, but not like mic is giving you feedback capacity. I've never heard such sound quality at a concert. And I'm a person, when I go to a concert, like I usually go to concerts to hear singing so I don't really like concerts where people are standing up the whole time. I like concerts where we sitting down and we vibing and we jamming. Like, I go to see Jasmine Sullivan. I like to see Jasmine Sullivan. I went to see Anthony Hamilton. Concerts where, like, people was, oh, they're not standing up. You know what I'm saying? We trying to get a groove on. You might stand up real quick for your jam, but you sitting back down. Okay? So, like, that level of singing... Like, that's a concert that I'm going to to sit down and just groove to the quality of singing. And I didn't, I just, I don't know. I didn't expect it to be that good. I could have literally just gone to the concert just to hear the singing. No one had to dance. Anyway, so around halfway through the concert, though, why did my edible kick into third gear? Like, I had just enough, I had gotten the dosage just enough right that I would be, you know, swaying. But why did it like reinvigorate itself? Randomly just started pumping heavy into my chest. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I cannot die on Beyonce. I cannot die. And now I'm realizing this is the second time I'm telling a wild edible story on here. <sighs> Y'all, please, I'm responsible. I promise, I think. <laughs> Mm. so so I sat down I sat down because the screen was good like the screen was I had good seats so I could kind of see I see her really like pretty well she was small but I could see her pretty well but I'm like I gotta watch the screen for a while because my chest is <laughs> heavy and it eventually passes but I couldn't understand it I've never had an edible do that to me before like it was it was wearing off oh crazy toronto toronto we be we so the concept was amazing go see her if you can um so let me say about these airlines trying to leave toronto they got me and my broke ass fucked up with this trying to hold on to every piece of my nine to five ass coin to the last minute this is my advertisement for either always making sure you have a super healthy emergency fund or fix your fucking credit so you can always swipe a card when disaster strikes Please, if you listen to nothing else I say about traveling, do not travel broke. Because especially now, especially, you know, post 2020 travel, shit is out of hand. That was the difference between me sleeping on the floor in Toronto airport for 48 hours and me chilling in the cutest Hilton Tapestry Collection Hotel that I will figure out how to pay off later. 
do not play these games, especially when you travel solo. They, I was at the airport basically realizing that my plane was not gonna leave before they would even tell me anything. And this was my beloved Delta. Everybody be on some shit. You know what I mean? It, it, could, it could be you. <laughs> to get me home, these hoes sent me to Atlanta to go to New York City from Toronto. Go do you a geography lesson real quick. Go go do you go do you a geography activity real quick. They played in my face something awful. But this is also why I will preach about having lounge access and such things because I spent time hanging with the wonderful people in the Delta Sky Club in Atlanta. Listen to me. All, not one, not some, all the black people working in Atlanta's Delta Sky Club locations and every single location deserve raises every last one it is always a vibe customer service is unmatched they all treat me good the answer is just do it if you know somebody who can make it happen just do it i've also just never seen a white person working or a non-black person working in the sky club in atlanta um but the best customer service in atlanta hands down okay they need raises and they need them now not tomorrow right now in this moment thank you very much okay This is the first summer in a while that I've been like single and actually mingling. Um, This is the first summer I was like, "Mm, I'll see what's out there, like for real, for real. Um, But like intentionally so. There was a moment where I was like, thought it up. And that moment was over quickly. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I've, uh, it's been another thing that has allowed me to think about what I want and how I want it, right? So I, I have my moment. It's never been that I want to be married tomorrow. I'm just a person who wants to be very clear about what it, uh, what it is that I'm doing what it is that we're doing if there's a we and what it is that you know we're working towards or what it is that I'm working toward if it's just me um so I I realized that clarity is scary for people who don't want to allow you to also have control or have um not even control autonomy in situations that you find yourself in um but I, I I am a clarity person yeah because um, clarity is one of the ways that I don't get re-traumatized or re-triggered. Anyway, um, I've <laughs> as I've been going through thinking about what I what I want, what I don't want, I've tried some new things. I've you know thought through could I could I do that? Could I think that? Could I could I experiment with that? People are. Um, focusing on looking the part versus being the part, right? And being the part sometimes looks ugly. It is what it is. I've had some realizations and some learnings. Um, and I'd like to share a few of them with you because he he ha ha, we're going to do that. And that, that, that's come out of my summer um, thus far anyway. So one, in addition to getting quicker about knowing what I want and how to just nip things in the bud, right because there's 
one, I do believe that there will be more people, but also I'd rather just, I'd rather just be in the, in the Delta Sky Club by myself than fly Frontier with you. So I'm getting quicker at catching the things people do and say to you to prime you for mediocrity to come. Uh, I had somebody tell me that they like to spoil people like volunteered this information um they they pursued me out of out of nowhere um and in that same sentence they told me that they were not able to do it that often due to not due to being like not being in town all that all the time um this in the same conversation because I, I was obliging just to confirm things that i knew to be true um they said that they they were they asked me to show up for a show that they would be in and that would have been the first time that I met them. Um, but when I asked, told me, like, like it basically I had to pay for my own ticket. To amuse myself, I allowed there to be a date request for which no details were given, but they wanted to check out an outdoor theater. And needless to say, there was no date. Um, really how we even got to the date was me trying to give a clear curve because sometimes I try not to ghost people and just about every time I've tried not to, uh, to, to do that, it was like, you should, you should just have done it. And so I'm, I'm trying to develop this, I'm developing rather, um, a different, um, is it theory? It's not theory. Just a, di- a different value system towards ghosting. Sometimes you do not owe people. I think that's even like a tactic people use to keep you engaged with them. You don't have to fucking repeat yourself sometimes. Sometimes you don't owe people a fucking explanation. Especially somebody you don't fucking know like that. You know when you're giving somebody bullshit. And it's all this like ghosting hurts. Ghosting is reserved for like, with no prior conversation, with no attempt to have a conversation, you disappear out of the blue. You know, that's ghosting. If I attempted to tell you how you disrespected me, if the ball is now in your court and you just decide to do nothing with it, you don't pick up the ball, you don't dribble, you don't do nothing. And I decide, you know what? Okay, you don't give a fuck about me. And I walk away. I didn't ghost you, baby. I'm good. Okay, that's number one. Um, two. Since I've been out the the active dating game for a while, I can feel the desperation out there more than I did before. Like, I can tell y'all are not getting laid by circumstances out of your control, and I hate that for y'all. I'm not going to go into too much detail behind that one, but it's the people can tell it's oozing off of you, right? Whether it's the way you try to manipulate things, just the way you talk to people, it, 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 we can tell, I can tell. And I hate that for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to meet a man outside. That's, that's another realization. Um, so I got finer since the last time I tried online dating 
And so it was an active couple of weeks on there. But wow, um, I literally cannot. The things that I've seen. I told another white man on there that I really like ramen. As part of this larger conversation about him, he said he was cooking ramen for dinner. So I'm thinking he made some kind of gourmet ramen or something. And it basically sounds like he made oodles and noodles. So I'm like, oh, okay. Why did he proceed to be like, well, you can come over and I can make ramen for you. Like, be so for real right now, Dahmer. And like, yeah, I guess the first time giving white men a chance shouldn't be within the context of online dating. But like, how else I'm going to find out what that pasta and lobster be about? I I do not know what kind of white men want this jelly. Just scratch the whole thing. Just scratch the whole thing. So I'm I'm going I'm just going to meet men outside. And it's not like I I mean, I don't have I don't have a plan, but there's I have theories about what's happening with the dating apps. I have theories, especially as a clinician. I also think that um because I, th- I think so- what, 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 what's happening is that you're getting some of the most audacious men on the dating apps. Like some of the ones who like are like, F it, I'm going in for the kill. And honestly, I love that for them. That th- this what it's here for, right? Like shoot your shot. I recently learned that <laughs> apparently when when I say learned, I'm not saying it like it's like it's just fact for everyone, but the, apparently when men scroll your profile on dating apps, they are looking at your profile like, can I afford her? <laughs> Everything is a dollars game. The same people who are like, you only use me for your money. Not it's not the same people. It's not the same people. It's not the same people. Because the people who say that are the ones who are boxed out of that game. So they're upset about being boxed out because they can't. And then the ones who, the ones who step to you who are like, I guess would be considered out of your league are the audacious ones who are like, F it, I'm going in. I think online dating very rarely sets you up to get approached by men who think that they're in your league. That's what I think is happening, especially if you look like me and you are straddling the fence of like, is she classy? Because mm, she kind of turned to the side in this pick and that's a big old butt. I purposely put like, you know, a couple of certain kinds of pictures on there because I was just trying to I was just trying to be outside like let's be clear so I mean it wasn't nothing like ridiculous but it was also like I'm trying to like have a little fun so you know I wasn't trying to be I wasn't trying to get married you know I didn't want to give off that vibe at all and I don't I don't really give off that vibe anywhere but if I if I wanted to I could find something a little more conservative but I didn't want any but you know what's crazy though you know what's crazy though you know what's crazy though um i seen uh like a tiktok about like why do conservative men go after liberal women and there's all these theories but i seen this one person stitch it and be like because conservative men associate liberalism 
or liberals or whatever with femininity and it's why they talk about like that's why they like kind of like quote-unquote sissify liberal men i think that one is closer to the truth that aligns with some like therapy things and like even me as like a feminist therapist or whatever i think i think that one was closer to a really solid theory um but so when i say what's funny though is that i got a a way more men in my like booty short side pic thing uh picture that's in that in that like dating profile that wasn't in that dating profile because that's deleted now at least on that profile on that platform way more men who swiped on me uh who tried to match with me anyway um who it was conservative in their profile never happened to me before are you lost apparently not but that was me at first are you lost i also for the first time didn't put like it was a deal breaker for a white man a white man to slide on me so there was that but they weren't all white they they weren't all white so there's that i definitely don't want to engage someone who is proudly conservative in 2023 let alone a white man who is proudly conservative what the fuck would you want from me besides fucking race play please please and and from 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 fucking south jersey you can actually leave me alone (laughs) so i will be meeting my men outside the old-fashioned way Thank you. Preferably at like Barnes and Noble or something. I will, yeah, amen. Related to this actually, the more I come into myself and be more confidently who I am, the more I scare away people who make up ideas about the type of person I must be and what it must take to maintain connection with me. This is a big one. Or, I get, like I discussed earlier, the people with just audacity and vibes. The person who's gonna approach me and be like, I don't really got it, but I wanna be with you. One of the things that that person had asked me was, what do you look for in a man? And in this year of our Lord, I know better than to answer that question. So you can fucking pretend to be that man. I'm never gonna answer it. First of all, I actually don't have a what do you look for list because I've learned over the years that having like requirements like these, the requirements that I have are not characteristics that you can pretend to be. That's number one, okay? I will figure out if you have them as time goes on. That's what dating is for. Typically, men are going to want to convince you that your type of man is who they are. You're gonna leave, you gotta leave me the fuck alone, actually. Um, I'm learning not to be bitter or feel like anything is wrong with me for scaring people away who take it upon themselves to be intimidated by what they perceive of me. Um, Because as I stated in the am I intimidating or are you intimidated episode, that is literally a them problem. And it'll keep the road clear for people who will peep me and be like, nah, I need to see what's up over there. You know, like I'm no longer in the space of shrinking myself to make anybody feel better being around me because I don't irritate their insecurities. That's just not my job. And for a partner, you just don't have the chops. For me anyway, if how I'm living, if how I am, if how I'm coming makes you feel some type of way, I'm not the one for you. 
if how you perceive how I'm living makes you feel some type of way. If you look at my pictures, if you look at what I post and you think, don't come around here trying to knock me down a peg or trying to convince me some type of shit, then you can't, I'm too expensive. And what's crazy about that? It's so crazy. Y'all are convinced that social media is some fake shit. And then still make all these judgments and appraisals based on it. Use that appraisal and run away. So I finally started doing some light decorating in my apartment um, between... <laughs> Uh, being re-traumatized bullshit, fighting for my life at these wild-ass jobs, and trying to piece myself together, I neglected to focus on making my house feel like a home. So finally, I feel good enough to uh, making my space feel like a safe and cute space for me, reflective of how alive I feel on the inside. Now, I'm not the best at putting things together, to be honest, but I've just been throwing things up there and seeing how they go if i buy another damn pillow for my couch <laughs> um i think it's really important to make sure that your space feels like you know a space that you want to be in um one thing that was very important for me to tell my clients when i especially when i first started out as a therapist and um with trauma clients especially when they experience trauma in their homes a very big thing that would come up was like how can you alter your space right and for some people they had to move completely out of their spaces like we need a new home we need a new apartment we need to leave um for some people it was um for others it was um you know people changed rooms people repainted rooms um people made the rooms just look completely different or whatever the case may be um, so space is very important. Your body remembers space. Um, so for example, for me, one of the things that I found, this is important for some of you who struggle with like sleep and sleep hygiene. My bedroom is a space where sleeping happens only for the most part sleeping happens. Well, I do like my makeup and stuff in there. Cause I don't got that much space. I live in New York city. Y'all. I live in Brooklyn. Like it ain't but so much room in here. But um, what I mean by sleeping only, I don't work in my room. I might read a book, you know what I mean? I might write something real quick. I might do a little journaling thing. But that's the extent of work that happens in my room. Um, I have taken, like, my own therapy in my room. But I've even stopped doing that. Um, I don't even, like, as of right now, I don't have a television in my room. Since I've lived in this apartment, I, I don't have a television in my room. So even that, when I go in my room, my body knows we're going to sleep at. Um, and when I did have times where I used to work in my room, this is especially when I was living in my parents' house, I would do work and then try to roll over and go to sleep, and I couldn't sleep. Like, my body was confused about what the bed was for. <laughs> um... So even things like that, uh, like I have a separate table where I do my work. So that's what I'm taking time to do um, while I am not over, I'm not doing 12 to 16 hour damn days. Child, please. 
Um, so I saw a bunch of nice um child target. Target be getting your grow. Target be getting your grow. That's why I've been buying some stuff for my apartment child. Target, Target been getting me. Um, so that's something that I've been doing. And I've been loving that. Um, so in conclusion, all in all, I feel I feel pretty damn good. You know what I mean? And that's the goal. Putting one foot in front of the other. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. <laughs> um, I I realized, you know, something else that's been going on. I realized that not everybody around me truly wanted me to win. And having fixed that, I feel much lighter. Prioritizing myself has just been a better experience for my physical being and my, and my mental space. So I've I've just had a pretty good damn summer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just been good. It's just been good. Like, I started off saying, if you were plotting on me, babe, this ain't the one. This ain't the one. I feel sorry for you guys, man. The good. So, what's next? Um, I, Like I said, I've had time to be in the lab, to be in the cave, and and to really plan for some things and, and really try to figure out what my life is going to look like. Especially because, one... I turned 30 in just four months. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's happening. Um, I'm still figuring out how I'm gonna celebrate. Well, I'm pretty settled on it. I just don't wanna tell you yet. <laughs> tell the truth to shame the devil. <laughs> um my church is having a concert next month to like a I'm gonna call it a benefit concert. Um, and I will tell y'all what that is, that that's going to be like. And if you want to come pull up on me, you can. Um, I'll be singing, singing for the first time for real in years. I So that's something else that I did this summer. I sang in church, like on the worship team, for the first time in years. I didn't realize how long it had been. This is supposed to be conclusion, but here we go. I had such an emotional response to doing that I don't I I will not watch the tape back I don't think I sounded how I wanted to sound like how I'm used to sounding I was so nervous like I was shaking you know what I mean like also the sound system was good so I could hear myself I didn't want to hear myself because I didn't I don't think I sound like I could hear myself on the monitor I'm used to janky ass churches there was words on the tablet in front of me I ain't never fucking had that in my life bitch <sighs> like thinking about it right now like I'm about to cry Everybody was so, oh, you you did good. You sound good. And I was just like, y'all, y'all are lying to me. You're supposed, you're going to tell me that. No one's going to come after church and tell me like, oh, but you were sharp on that note. And I know I was. <laughs> My cousin told me like, oh, you could tell you were a little nervous in the beginning, but then you got better. You know, you got, you, you got your confidence a little bit later. It's like, okay, that was honest. Because then also the, now the church is live stream shit. <laughs> so I can't take that shit back. It's proof that I was up there. <laughs> it's also like, introduced myself with she, they pronouns. And that was, um, it wasn't like a big deal for me per se. Um, but it was like, 
I just made the decision to do that. And because I was doing a certain part of the service, I had to introduce myself. And it was like, ah, like, are you gonna stick to it? Are you gonna chicken out? And even just chicken out, like no one would have cared because they know for, for people, ah, wow, I'm getting emotional. Um, They know that for, for people, um, there's different things to it. And to be honest, like I, I knew like no one who that would have been a problem for was gonna see that. Um, and even if they do, I don't, I don't give a fuck. And so even just being up there, like there was a lot to it. I, I, when it was my turn to lead the song that I was leading, like as the other person, as the other song was finishing, my heart started like my beating really, really fast. And I was so upset with myself because I was like, it's not that serious. But I wasn't all the way comfortable with the song and I was mad at myself that I wasn't comfortable with the song. Don't have enough time to like heavy breathe myself into being calm. And so people are gonna hear that. And I was just so uncomfortable. And it it happened and it went fast and it went fine, but I just was so in my head. And then I processed afterwards that I hadn't done that in like almost, maybe it might be a little dramatic, but it might almost be 10 years because I had years that I was not going to church at all, let alone singing in church. And singing in church was, there's so much drama tied to me having been a singer in church. Um, not that I was like, you know, the best singer in church. I was a faithful singer in church. And that was part of the problem. No matter what happened, I was going to show up. No matter who did what, I was going to show up. And there were there were some years that I didn't sing at all. Like I wouldn't sing in my home. Like I wouldn't especially before I started going back to church. Like I just wouldn't sing. So like my vocal cords low key had cobwebs in them. I don't quite know how to, like music in and of itself was like, I was detached from it. I feel very overwhelmed. However, um, it was, if I was gonna do it, um, my church is a very supportive place for me to have done it. Um, so I'm glad I did. And then, so this concert is coming up, (laughs) um, and there will be more singing. Woo. All right. I sang at church. My God. That's a what's next point. Um, also I will be releasing something new in hopefully a few months. I don't know that I will be able to do it by my birthday. But um, I'm working on my next like creative slash creative venture. So I will be launching something. I am working on something very special to me and that I think will um, showcase skills that I have buried or been unsure of. And I'm looking forward to it. So that's what's next. What's next is that I'm, 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 I'm doing it scared, you know? Um, yeah, it's only up from here. It's only up from here. Uh, thank you for walking around, walking along on this very like intense recap of what is 
a summer that is not even completed yet. Peace, y'all.